Warning, the following episodes have spooky content and foul language afoot. Aside from the spooky and foul language you're going to hear, pen names are also used. Here at the Introverted Poets Podcast, we pride ourselves on using pen names. The purpose of the pen names is to enjoy storytelling with no holds bar. Of course, unless you want to go without a pen name. Enjoy. everybody and welcome to this installment of the introverted Poets podcast as spooky scary spectacular this is our fourth installment and for those of you that saw the ads looking for the terror in travel thank you for submitting your stories via voice clip email or text submission we truly appreciate it and these submissions can be sent via any of our socials twitter at intropod facebook at introverted poets podcast official YouTube, since we now have posts up there and you can interact with us on those YouTube posts. Instagram at Introverted Poets Podcast, Gmail at Introverted Poets Society at gmail.com, Poet Introverted at gmail.com, Eliana Jade from IPP at gmail.com, and you can also directly DM the Geeky Fit Mama, Jacqueline Ann Monroe, and Miss Divine to submit your stories. So now let's get into the dark and winding roads. Hello, it is me, Miss Monroe, with my travel story. I'm calling this story Highway of Horrors. So, I want to say about nine years ago, I was talking to my cousin on the phone. She lives in San Antonio, Texas, out in the outskirts, pretty much kind of in the ranch area, almost about, I want to say, the middle of nowhere. So we made plans, you know, and um, I said, I want to go visit you. I want to go travel to you. So I decided to get my bus ticket and have her pick me up at the bus station. We decided to go to her house. You know, we shot the shit, hung out for a little bit, and we got hungry. So we said, you know what, let's go to Whataburger. Uh, The Whataburger, I want to say, is about maybe 20, 25 minutes away from her house. But it also is... um, kind of like in a very discreet location or like um kind of like out in the ranch areas right so there's not a lot of cars not a lot of people in this area i'm changing the name for privacy purposes so we're just gonna call her mindy so me and mindy went to uh whataburger you know we ate we had a blast we were laughing and we said okay you know what it's time to go home i am full i am tired let's get out of here right so we're driving back and I want to say like 10 minutes away from the water burger uh we actually end up like her car starts having a lot of problems and we ended up having to pull over to the side and uh the car wouldn't start anymore and the car was parked so we had the car in park uh the handbrake was on and everything you know 
and we're just there trying to figure out what we're gonna do who we can call or you know there's any way that we could fix the situation I, I do believe possibly that the car started to overheat or something so we were trying to work on that uh, but we were sitting in the car for a little bit trying to plan out like um how we were gonna resolve the issue and out of nowhere we hear this shriek followed by like a very loud high-pitched scream and this scream lasted for about two or three minutes and it was just so awkward right it was odd we was pitch black we were pretty much in the middle of nowhere there's nothing but ranch around you know and there's not many cars passing by at this time it's a, we were there at about maybe two o'clock in the morning uh maybe three so we're just there trying to figure out where this screaming noise is coming from what's going on like are we freaking out and it's definitely not in our heads because we're like both here to like you know say like hey you know like did you hear that like you know so we're just talking about this situation for about another 10 minutes 15 minutes and then out of nowhere like we just start to feel the car like move by itself like very slowly like inch by inch it must have moved like i want to say about maybe a foot and a half maybe two feet by itself right like it honestly felt like there was somebody actually pushing the car pushing the vehicle from behind but the the weird thing is that it was in park so it wasn't in neutral like there's no way that the car should have been moving to begin with so we kind of started to freak out after that like <laughs> We started calling everybody that we could or try to get like somebody to help. We had somebody actually push the car, but you know, that was um, a very scary experience and probably one of the most active like paranormal experiences that I've ever had personally. So I thought I wanted to share that with everybody here on the Introverted Poets podcast. And um, um, tell me what you think in the comment section. Uh, thank you for listening. I hope you like my story. <clears throat> one time, this is, it was barely beginning. She, they had just moved from Monterrey over here in the south, the Calle Monterrey, and they were going through hard times. I'm saying they like Kim and her family, right? And then her dad found a house. He, they were super excited, vamanos. So we, we moved all the shit uh, over there, Doctora Eva, it's the name of the street. Real nice house. You know, the previous owner, I think he knew Kim's dad or some something like that, that the connections, ba 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 ba. But the house estaba bien cuidada. That's what I was gonna say. It was real taken care of. There was a couple of vehicles in the back, but that was from the the owner, the man, and he left them there. I think it was like like a bonus part of the house or whatever, right? One well, anyway. So one time we were smoking, and then like because we always smoked out, we were in the front of the house. But we were kind of close to the side of the house. Still in the front, like, let's say there's a window. When you're facing the house, it's a window, and then it's like the jaula, right? The cage that goes, that leads to the front door to your right. So on the, the window to your left, it's literally the wall. It's the side of the house, I mean, I'm sorry. And behind that, it's the living room, or TV room slash living room, whatever you want to call it. And I was turning in my peripherals, I saw a lady an old lady crouching, kind of like hunched on the side of the house, like standing there with us because we were right there in front of the car because it's parked right down the driveway. And I, I freaked out. You know, obviously there's nothing, but I'm shaking up and I was like, I saw a viejita, señora, you know, 
crouching there was creepy. So Posasi se quedó. Ay, David, pues que tienes. Ay, bla, bla, bla. <coughs> Excuse me. Now keep in mind, Doctor Eva, like over there in the area of LCC, the river is real close by, over there by um, LCC South. So, and, and you know, I'm saying this too because I, I was telling my mom, not all the stories, but a couple of them. And she's like, ah, it was the reasonable old talk. She always does the, the reasonable. <laughs> she's like, pues it's because that area también, pues it's real old, y como it's close to the river, pues ya sabes que ya pasó muchos flags, right? Six flags, literally passed, literally passed through Laredo. <coughs> and I'm like, no, pues sí, pues como, pues antes era México, pues I mean, literally it kind of is still because the river's there and a bunch of people still cross and stuff. And, um, so she was like, oh, hey, pues, you know, pues, as, just a, como te digo, less reasonable stuff, why cosas are happening or whatever. Bueno, so that was the first time I did or whatever. Bueno, okay, back to that same night. Sorry, I'm going on a trip. So, me, me pasó eso and I was real jumpy. Ay, ay. And I think it was camera. I don't know how we ended up in Kim's mom's car, right? <clears throat> the one that was parked right in the driveway. And, um, pues, estamos adentro. And I'm facing her, right? She's facing me, and I see her eyes go up because we're talking. I don't know about what, but we were. She was into it. No, see, no, see. Her eyes moved up, and I felt like a presence behind me. I started yelling, "Con madre!" It was Kim's sister, Jeanette. And she was like, "Okay." <laughs> right, but I was super still jumpy because of the the senora I saw in my peripherals. That was one night, and then. So mas, and there, a lot of weird shit happened. I see like in, in when I, okay, so mas adelante, after that happened, I was like, no, I don't know. Mela mucho mela, I did it, whatever, whatever. And then one night, otra vez, otra noche, because we smoked, we smoked a lot of weed, we were smoking all the fucking time. Um, okay, we were, okay, so we're sitting in her mom's car again, right? So they were, she was parking it in the in the front and the was in the driveway they go. And um so we would chill there, como there was no chairs and stuff like that. We either it was in her car or we would go in my car because I was I was parked right in the in the front but in the calle, you know. <clears throat> so pues nos metamos ahí. una vez we were smoking, I don't know what we were talking about or what was going on, but I know it was a real chill, relaxed noche. In the same place, Doctor Eva. And a, a light turned on from one of the houses. I can't remember which house. I'm sure it was somewhere in the right because the, the what I'm about to say, it makes sense as the shadows that were casting, right? So, but it was a light that they rarely turned on. I just can't remember que casa como donde because we were like, ala esta luz, allá se, que raro. Because again, que raro that it's even being used cuando nunca went on them. So it was turned on and we were smoking, talking, you know, I'm sure it's weed and cigarettes or whatever, right? We were just chismeando. And then de repente she was like, oh my God, tell, look, tell me uh, what you see. Like, look at the wall in front of us and tell me what you see. And I'm like, yeah, right? Because yeah. and it's the trees. It's the light hitting through the trees and the branches, right? And then, what was it? it? So the light was going through the trees and the branches and it formed, it was Jesus Christ, literally. 
it was the like him looking or getting chills it was him like the classic picture that you see here how when they make just the bust like the head of jesus that it's him you know looking to the side and uh the sangre the the crown of thorns the hair you know what i mean uh, that was what we were looking at on the wall in front of in the house and what's even more trippy and i'm oh, in and I mean, now chills because I, I mean, we, we, if anything, we really take it as a blessing because Anna, you know, like the, the place there was really talking to us a lot. Across the street in front of Kim's house, um, there's a house that's there, you know, from the owners or whoever owned, you know, compro hizo esa casa. They like, I'm sorry, uh, I'm going on a trip because I'm trying to visualize como es esa casa de uh, right in front of the house, there's it's all like tile, but it's the Virgin Mary. Bam bonita afuera. It's in the driveway from the house in the front. Bam bonito. And we were always like, ay, que bonito, que bonito, que bonito, que bonito. So it like looking back, and now we talk about it. We're like, te acuerdas que la house was I mean coincidence, I guess you can say, but I mean maybe coincidence too with the light, but it was Jesus's face, crown, the blood, everything from the shadows of the branches of the tree it was the most we were like <sighs> it was real beautiful esa noche okay so must moving along <laughs> right because that happened and then inside the house and more because Kim's very <sighs> sensitive she's a Pisces and She's just very sensitive to men, like, the and she can also be very chiflet, like, moody. <laughs> I guess you could, you know, total. Um, there was, uh, it was a dresser, real nice dresser, that had a mirror and shit. I mean, it was real wood, heavy, sturdy, and bonito. And this dresser duró mucho, different houses, different trailers, duró mucho, muchas cosas feas también entre la familia, entre whatever it is, right? And so, I think it was, I can't remember how it got there, but it did. I think maybe Kim's sister, Jen, um, Angie, gave it to her, because in the end, it ended up going back to Angie, so I can't remember como donde, but it eventually got there, and it ended up in her room, and she kept like she refused to sleep in the room because she felt like she was being watched a lot. And I was like, "Hi, can you do that? sometimes, you know. Like she also, she has a lot of anxiety in the, the way that I kind of do with social anxiety sometimes that you're like, oh, hey, uh. So I'm like, maybe you're just going on your trip, you know. No. Like, that she always felt like uncomfortable okay, they were just looking at her keeping her up she's like even if I cover it I just can't so she would sleep in the other spare room right so it I mean I really didn't believe it mucho because it's I also tell her too and I believe that if you give it too much vida pasa cosas can't give too much vida to a lot of things. I think I got that from my mom's mom, my abuelita. Because back when we were kids, blah, 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 I'm, now I'm going off topic, but back when we were kids in my house, I live in a two-story house, right? Back when we were kids, I want to say maybe I was like in Lamar, give or take, maybe still like in Ryan. But I, 
we wouldn't have like family movie night and shit like that. Mostly the movies my parents wanted to see and shit, right? But it was, there were the movies that were hitting ahorita también, like at uh, and, and Los Tiempos or whatever, you know? And plus, the, that was the thing, even if they were rated our movies, that we would see the puntos. Bueno, uh, we would, something would, uh, some, uh, we would all be downstairs in the TV room and someone would go upstairs and something would happen that someone would hear someone calling out there to come over. For instance, my mom would come upstairs and we would all be downstairs waiting for her to come back, right? And then she would hear, like, my dad's voice, Delma! So she, and all we would hear is her gritando pa' abajo, Like, you know, Richa, And we would be laughing, pues, ¿qué está pasando? Pues, I heard you screaming my name, like, damn. And everyone, a todos le pasaba todo eso. But because we would answer my abuelita, oh, that's what I'm saying. My abuelita, my mom's mom would say, es que es como, tú le estás caso, le estás dando vida, so, pues, te, te vienen a buscar, or whatever, right? So, I would tell him the same things. No le vas a olvidar, ay, te había set. Right? And so, así era bien suavecito. De repente, I want to say maybe like within days, one time, we were still talking, freaking out about the, the señora in the front. And her mom was there, we were out in the front, pues fumando cigarros, you know. <coughs> drinking cositas así that we were just chilling there. And um, I went inside to go to the restroom. They were like, si, hombre, pasale, chévere, pasale. Pues fui, fui pa'l baño con mare. And when I was leaving, the house that is right I finished using the restroom I was leaving the front door was locked and I was like what? I was the only one inside no one came to open like everyone was still outside waiting I guess you can say and I freaked out I was like did someone lock the door and I didn't touch anything for it to lock itself I see it was weird it was very suspicious is what it was at first I was like maybe I just moved my way a certain way that not like I don't know maybe the men like sometimes I do shit like that here in the house but I've never done it anywhere else I don't know it's just weird why would I do that over there too it's just strange you know slippers I guess now here comes the submission from a bruja that runs the Laredo underground market with the Wonder Lounge Mandy Vasquez check out her paranormal there was like this brief memory that I have every time I would go over my my grandma's house and be around my aunts and my uncle um my parents would leave me there and either I was living there or because there was at least two times that either I was living there or they would take care of me when my parents would be working and my well my dad would be working and my mom would be in school um or something i don't know like what was going on at that time frame but the memory that i have it stinked inside me that my aunts would try to torture me with a doll <laughs> tie the doll up by you know like in some some old-fashioned beds that they had the the netting on the top and they had the wood for to hold the net in the top Okay, so my aunt didn't have the netting on the top or the sheet that goes on the top. It was just like wood sticking out like from the legs of the bed and it was wood sticking up and 
they would tie me they, they would tie me up on the other end which is the headboard and everybody would call call him Chucky because it didn't look like a good guy's doll but somewhat and he was pretty big and they would like sit him up right there in the corner of the bed legs and they would, they would he would just be staring at me the whole entire time in a dark room and I wasn't even scared I just looked at it and I would laugh but at first I was scared of it and then over time I just got used to him being there but when we threw I told my my aunt me that be like hey why you guys keep torturing me someone at least needs to get turned like for them to take turns so like we we end up throwing my my younger aunt which she's like a bit three years older than me or a year older than me whatever and she would be crying and crying crying in that room and she would be freaking out so oh i already knew that that was her what she was scared of so me as she runs out of the room i would grab the doll and like literally chase her around with it and I have that memory that I would chase her around and she would be like, stop it, man, stop it. And I would just like be like chasing around with it. And then I, I swear when I was holding onto it, it was breathing. And I'm there like, I was looking at the doll for a moment and I was looking, it was the doll was looking at me and I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> and my, my other aunt was like, what's going on? Uh, nothing, uh, um. And I just ended up putting the doll down, sitting at the table in the kitchen. And this was happening at the base. So the house at the base by by LMC, that area, and the public library. Um, little did I know that, that that house was hunted, but that whole base was hunted. That area of the houses. Um... But like, I remember at least a couple of times that when they would try to hide the doll, I would open the storage closet and it would fall by itself. Like, even when they threw it on the other side of the junk that they had in that storage closet, and for some reason it would pop out, flying out. And I'm there like, the fuck is going on? And me as a kid, I was there like, okay, the doll wants to play, all right. So I would play and I would still run around with <laughs> freaking out my aunt with it. And later on, like, I left it sitting on the couch and it was gone. Or it's because my grandma wasn't home. Like, where did it go? And I was just like wondering what would happen to it. Oh, probably, I was like, oh, probably uh, my Aunt Mika put it away. But not other <laughs> than that, like, I would always ask her, like, hey, where did you put it? Uh, I don't know what you're talking about, blah, blah, blah. And, like, I didn't think anything of it after a while. So, one day that I was trying to look for it, and I wanted the doll so bad, and I couldn't find it. And I asked my grandma, where did it go? She said she didn't know what, she was, what I was talking about. And I was like, the doll, Jesus's doll, my uncle. <laughs> And she was like, oh, that doll, uh, I don't know where it went. So I went up to my uncle, I knocked on his door, I'm like, hey, do you have the doll? Because I want to play with it. And he just looked at me, he left. And I was there like, 
what do you mean he left? Mia's little girl, like, what do you mean he left? And he got up and walked away because he couldn't take the family. I was like, I don't believe you. And then I, I kept telling him that I saw, saw the adult breathing. And that's what looked at me. He left, Manny. He left. And I was like, oh, okay. I guess he couldn't take a, a Sonia's pain, I guess. <laughs> but me being little, like, I just saw it as a different perspective. To this day, I asked... I asked my family, I'm like, hey, whatever happened to that doll? Because I actually want it. And kind of remind me of Chucky. And my uncle was like, it was a good guy's doll. I was like, wait, what? Are you serious? It's like, yeah, it was a good guy's doll. And why well, you want it? And I was like, yeah, I do. And apparently they were trying to look for it in the storage unit. It was not even there. My uncle never gave it away to anybody but he did hide it in his closet when he told me he, he got up and walked off but when I had told him like I told him again about the story I was like hey uh I saw it breathing are you sure you didn't get up and walk away like you said and he was like no I had him in my closet because I wanted to throw him away because just like the the Ouija board I had they wanted to throw she wanted to throw that shit away and I was there like, wait, what? And I started, I started thinking, I'm like, then where did it go? So like, they all went to the storage unit because I wanted the doll. And my grandma said that she had put it inside like a chest in a box and it was gone. <laughs> like seriously gone. Like no one know where it fucking went. Like, like that's how deep it was. And I was like, grandma, I saw it breathing. That's why I didn't like that thing. That's why I wanted it to be put away somewhere. I'm like, are you sure it wasn't just the base area? Are you sure it wasn't <laughs> anything that involves a, the circumstances of where you lived at? Because I have a memory that I had a friend that I used to play with and she doesn't even exist to this day. And, and she would be like, oh, your friend, Denna. And I was there like, okay you remember her name and she was like yeah you would be outside and playing in your trampoline in the trampoline and you would be talking to yourself i was like the heck <laughs> hello it's miss monroe with another paranormal experience today i'll be talking about ufos i'll call this I think I'll call this story the unidentified things in the sky. So when for privacy concerns and purposes, some of the names in this story will be changed. So we'll call this guy Mark. One day I was hanging out with my friend Mark. He called him up. I said, hey, you know what? Let's have some drinks at my house. Let's uh, have a good time, you know? This was about, I want to say, maybe 10 years ago. Uh, so we're just hanging out, you know, listening to some 311 and whatnot, just relaxing. My brother came outside. He decided to hang out with us. Justin, that's his name. Um, He came. We we're just, you know, drinking, talking, shooting the shit, laughing, whatever. So we're decided like, hey, you know, we go to the front yard for some odd reason. I forgot why, but we're like looking up into the sky and they, so we start to see um between like the trees. I live right in, next to like um, a park. It's a walking park. So it's everything is Monte, you know, it's all like kind of like ranch for those of you who don't know what Monte means, which 
I mean, we're in Texas, you know, most of us will, but if you're listening for someone else, you might not know what that term means. So let's get on to the story, right? So I'm just looking forward and then I just see like this weird like thing just floating up and it just has multiple colors. And the way that I saw it, it looked kind of like triangular and it had about maybe four or five different lights, different colors, green, red, blue, pink, you know, and it was just floating in the most weirdest way, you know? And I thought, oh, at first we thought maybe it was a drone, you know, like, we were like, hey, you know what? Let's investigate this a little bit more. Let's investigate further, right? So we're like, we didn't have a telescope or anything, but we had a pair of binoculars. So we tried to get a closer look and it, it just looked very strange to me. I'd never seen anything like that in my life before. Uh, just the way that it was like floating around, like it wasn't very high up in the sky, but it wasn't like that low. And it was just like hoovering, like it would go from one side to the other and then just like hoovering in a very, flying in a very strange way. So, you know, we're there and we're like, damn, can you believe this? Like, I can't believe we're seeing this, you know, like we're all seeing it. We're all agreeing that this is something that's very strange. It's, it can't be a helicopter. It can't be an airplane, like just the colors, you know, you know, it was just something that was unexplainable. So we're like, okay, we just kind of brush it off, right? We're like, we actually started making some jokes about it too. You know, we tried to like laugh it off and make it a funny thing. Um, then we decided, hey, let's go to Whataburger. I know I mentioned Whataburger a lot <laughs> in my stories for some reason. Maybe Whataburger has something to do with the paranormal, but <laughs> just kidding. That's a joke, but <laughs> gotta get a little humor in it. But um, yeah, you know, for some reason it always happens when I'm doing something at Whataburger. So <laughs> we went to Whataburger, we got us some food, we come back and then we see the same thing. But instead of like at first where the first one we had seen was more towards like where the neighborhood was. And then when we came back, it was more towards where like the Monte was, right? And this time there was not just one, there was like three of them and they were all just like flying in the most weirdest ways. Like I, I can't even explain the way that these, um, these like objects were moving, but they were just really, really weird. And I remember that we had like left back to the backyard and we were there for about 20 minutes. We came back to the front and you know, it, it kind of just disappeared. Like they just disappeared out of thin air. Like we never saw them again. And then like, um, it was coming out like, um, there's a newspaper. Uh, I think I still have it possibly if I can find it, you know, maybe we'll post the picture on here. But, um, you know, that other people were seeing these sightings here in Laredo, Texas, you know, and they actually made um, a paranormal group. I think it was it was something that had to do with um, with unidentified flying objects. Um, and there's actually a museum downtown. I don't know if um, downtown Laredo, Texas. I don't know if you guys have ever seen it before, but it's um, it's actually uh, talks about you know UFOs and stuff. It's it's just a specifically a museum for that. So I do believe that there's other people who have had sightings like this before. And obviously, if they made a an actual group to like talk about the unidentified objects that they were seeing so um if anybody else has a similar story please like comment in the comment section and let me know if y'all ever saw this before ghost story backtracking to my first ghost story started when i was a little girl living in a trailer house with my mom and two sisters not that i would remember now as an adult but my mom used to tell me in my high school years that when i was a preschooler i used to sleepwalk i would go outside in the middle of the night and play with people that weren't even there mind you i have a love hate relationship with the dark as a little girl i was terrified i would have it in the back of my mind that monsters lurked in every corner and shadow all around. My mom tells me during those younger years, I acted as if it was daylight, 
now the dart doesn't bother me as much. You grow out of most fears in time. Claiming it was a sudden onset, my mom would go to my pediatrician in fear over my random sleepwalking problem. He advised, don't try to wake her up if she does it again because you'll literally scare her to death. The best thing you can do is go along with it and just call out her name. Hold her hand and bring her back to bed. My mom did just that, but I guess my sleepwalking problem got the best of her and she brought herself a lock bolt to apply the higher upper right end of the front door, an area I couldn't reach. No idea if that truly worked, but according to her, my sleepwalking went away on its own in that one year. I checked online one time if sleepwalking occurs again as an adult, but it is highly unlike, which is better for me because I really like the comforts of my bed. What I do remember though was always being so scared of that trailer house. It never was a safe space for me. My parents fought a lot. I remember if my parents were going to have a heated discussion, my dad would pick me up, take me to their master bedroom with my younger sisters, close the door, lock it, and resume fighting with my mom. If it wasn't verbal, it was physical. One night, the fight between my parents got so bad, I think my dad forgot to lock the room and I would try to listen through the vent that was built in the bottom of the door. I was so scared because I heard clanging, banging, and crying that I just had to see what was going on. I ran out to see my mom on the floor crying her eyes out and my dad being put away in handcuffs. This may sound like a situation where my dad was the bad guy here, but truly my dad was doing everything in his power to protect his daughters from the ugly fights he and my mom had. Things in this house got worse from there. My parents got divorced and my dad went back to his hometown that is literally over a hundred miles away from my own. If I already surpassed the sleeping sleepwalking problem, I now was sensing and hearing people outside my bedroom door. Our trailer house was a three bedroom, two bath setting. To picture it to go from left to right, it was the master bedroom, second room, laundry room, kitchen, living room, and third bedroom with its own bathroom. My mom never liked me for my special needs sister to sleep apart. So while she was in the master bedroom with my baby sister who was an infant at the time, my other sister and I would sleep in the second bedroom next door to her. My sleep as a little girl was never stable. I don't remember a whole lot to give specific details, but my mom will remind me even to this day that I used to wake her up in the middle of the night saying, mom, they're bothering me. They're not letting me sleep. She never figured out who the heck I was talking about. I think she was a little too spooked to ever ask me questions, but I was in major fear that I always had my door closed because of that experience. It affected me so badly to this very day, I have to have my bedroom door closed because I still have it in the back of my mind that someone is going to be standing on the other side of the door staring at me while I see a tall, dark, shadowy figure. But here is for sure the nights I do remember. Every night I heard slow, heavy footsteps get out of my bed. Mind you, at this point, my dad was gone. My mom would never stand on the other side of the door unless she had to open it for whatever reason but she wasn't the type to be awake in the middle of the night unless we were sick. I was so frightened that I was sleeping with my back against the wall so that if anything ever approached me, nothing could get me from behind. It would have to be from my front side. For years, this strange dark occurrence kept repeating itself every night. It would never allow itself into my room. I would be dead asleep and suddenly I would wake up in fear that someone was behind my door. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this portion of the Introverted Poets Podcast. We love to pride ourselves as being a bilingual podcast, and that is due to us living here 
on the border of Laredo, Texas, and that is that most of the stories take place in Laredo, Texas. So um, being as I am the one that is strongest in Spanish, I am the one that has chosen to read this. I am the Kiki Fit Mama. So check out the story sent in by Luis. Cuando trabajaba de noche en el ISD en una ocasión mi compañero y yo recibimos una llamada de la centra de alarmas para que nos dijéramos ahí a la escuela de Martín porque la alarma de una puerta de la cocina estaba activándose. La cafetería de la escuela estaba ubicada en medio de los edificios. Entramos y nos dijéramos al West Side de la escuela. Hay una entrada donde cabe muy bien la patrulla y nos estacionamos justo bajo el scoreboard de Shirley Field. Mi compañero se quedó llenando de reportes dentro de la patrulla y yo bajé a checar las puertas de la cafetería. Cuando estábamos revisando las puertas, escuché una niña que le hablaba a su mamá en el estacionamiento de Shirley Field. A más de 100 metros tienes que cruzar todo el football field para llegar allá. La hora sería más o menos cerca de las 3 de la mañana, hora que se supone nadie y menos una niña está en la calle. Escuché el grito como cuatro veces, regresé al carro y le pregunté a mi compañero que si escuchó lo mismo. Dijo que no y bajó del carro, caminó un poco y escuchamos los dos, la niña. Nos subíamos al carro y salimos rápido del lugar, le llegamos al parking y solo vimos a una patrulla del, de la ciudad. Nos acercamos y le preguntamos si vio a alguien por el rumbo y nos dijo que tenía cerca de una hora en el mismo lugar y no había visto a nadie menos escuchando a una niña. Regresamos a la escuela para seguir revisando la cafetería y bajamos. Los dos caminamos entre los pasillos. Cuando detrás de nosotros se escuchó que aventaron un bote de basura muy fuerte. Corrimos hacia el lugar para ver si alcanzábamos a alguien o ver si se había caído, pero resulta que los dos botes de basura estaban en su lugar. O sea, no supeamos nunca qué sucedió, pero esa noche nos sacaron dos pedotes que todavía hasta la fecha los vuelo. Ay, Dios mío. Ok, so for those of you that are not, you know bilingual or if you are bilingual and Spanish is just not the other language that you know because in Europe it's normal for you to know like five European languages um basically this person is a security guard or was a security guard for Martin High School and he had the night shift and similar to what my dad used to do in the civic center they would receive calls at all hours of the night where the alarms would go off and they would have to go and check it out um he said that he went And I don't know if you all are familiar with Shirley Field is where they have the major Martin-Nixon game. And the rivalry game, the oldest rivalry of Laredo, Alexander United started theirs recently. Anyway, um, so he said that him and his friend parked under Shirley Field because they received the call that the cafeteria door was opened. And they checked and they saw nothing. So they parked under Shirley Field. And while one was filing the report, he got down and walked around the football field. And he heard a little girl laughing and looking for her mom so him and he went into the car and told his partner have you heard if anybody you know has seen has you know a little girl he said no they both walked and checked they both hurt the little girl they investigated further in martin and they heard as if two trash cans were thrown so they went to go check exactly where the trash cans were thrown only to find out that um 
the trash cans were exactly where they had left them. So he said that all of this happened around 3 a.m. And prior to the trash cans being thrown, that they went and ran into an officer from the city and asked him if he seen a little girl walking around. And the officer was like, no, I've been um, patrolling this area for an hour and I haven't seen such things. So that's one of our first bilingual stories. Well, not our first bilingual stories. If you've heard episode one, episode three, four, five, and yeah, now this one you've heard, the first five you've heard, um, I'm getting mixed up, episodes one, three, four, and five, you've heard David's story and he's, um, code switches between English and Spanish. This one sent in by Luis Vasquez is, um, you know, and I'm changing the name so nobody gets in trouble with Luis Vasquez. And um, so, yeah, he sent his all in Spanish just because he has a, a very recognizable voice. That's why I read it for him. If not, he would have done it himself. But this is the Geeky Fit Mama, and this has been our first English and, well, one of our first official Spanish stories here on the introverted poets podcast so i hope you all enjoy and stick around for more paranormal encounters and with that concludes this episode of the introverted poets podcast closing it on out it is the geeky fit mama our final episode of spooky scary slash season finale premieres december 30th 2016 and it's going to be an anthology of a bunch of scary stories english and spanish all kinds of stories no specific theme so i hope you all enjoy episode four and five and don't forget our season finale in the next two weeks stay safe out there